Lines on the Mermaid Tavern by John Keats, read for LibriVox.org by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. Souls of poets dead and gone, what Elysium have ye known? Happy field or mossy cavern, choicer than the Mermaid Tavern. Have ye tipple drink more fine than mine host's canary wine? Or are fruits of paradise sweeter than those dainty pies of venison, O oh, generous food, dressed as though bold Robin Hood would, with his maid Marianne, sup and bows from horn and can? I have heard that on a day mine host's signboard flew away, nobody knew whither, till an astrologer's old quill to a sheepskin gave the story said he saw you in your glory underneath a new old sign sipping beverage divine and pledging with contented smack the mermaid in the zodiac souls of poets dead and gone what elysium have ye known happy field or mossy cavern choicer than the mermaid tavern end of poem this recording is in the public domain Happy Insensibility by John Keats In a drear nighted December, too happy, happy tree, thy branches ne'er remember the north cannot undo them with a sleety whistle through them, nor frozen thawings glue them from budding at the prime. In a drear nighted December, too happy, happy brook, thy bubblings ne'er remember Apollo's summer look, but with a sweet forgetting they stay their crystal fretting, never, never petting about the frozen time. Ah, would twere so with many a gentle girl and boy, but were there ever any writhed not at passed joy, to know the change and feel it, when there is none to heal it nor numbed sense to steal it, was never said in rhyme. Ode to a Nightingale by John Keats Read for LibriVox.org by Kristen Hughes My heart aches and a drowsy numbness pains my sense, as though of hemlock I had drunk, or emptied some dull opiate to the drains. One minute passed, and lethe words had sunk. Tis not through envy of thy happy lot, but being too happy in thine happiness, that thou, light-winged dryad of the trees, in some melodious plot of beechen green and shadows numberless, singest of summer in full-throated ease. Oh, for a draught of vintage that hath been cooled a long age in the deep-delved earth, tasting of flora in the country green, dance and provincial song and sunburnt mirth. Oh, for a beaker full of the warm south full of the true, the blushed hippocrine, with beaded bubbles winking at the brim, and purple-stained mouth, that I might drink and leave the world unseen, and with thee fade away into the forest dim, fade far away, dissolve, and quite forget what thou among the leaves has never known, the weariness the fever and the fret, here where men sit and hear each other groan, 
where palsy shakes a few sad last gray hairs, where youth grows pale and spectre thin and dies, where but to think is to be full of sorrow and leaden-eyed despairs, where beauty cannot keep her lustrous eyes, or new love pine at them beyond tomorrow. Away, away, for I will fly to thee, not charioted by Bacchus and his pods, but on the viewless wings of poesy, though the dull brain perplexes and retards, already with thee, tender is the night, and haply the queen moon is on her throne, clustered around by all her starry fays. But here there is no light, save what from heaven is with the breezes blown, through verdurous glooms and winding mossy ways. I cannot see what flowers are at my feet, nor what soft incense hangs upon the boughs, but in embalmed darkness guess each sweet, where with the seasonable month endows the grass, the thicket, and the fruit tree wild, white hawthorn, and the pastoral eglantine, fast-fading violets covered up in leaves, and mid-May's eldest child, the coming musk rose full of dewy wine, the murmurous haunts of flies on summer eves. Darkling I listen, and for many a time I have been half in love with easeful death, called him soft names in many amused rhyme, to take into the air my quiet breath. Now more than ever seems it rich to die, to cease upon the midnight with no pain, while thou art pouring forth thy soul abroad in such an ecstasy. Still wouldst thou sing, and I have ears in vain, to thy high requiem become a sod. Thou wast not born for death, immortal bird. No hungry generations tread thee down. The voice I hear this passing night was heard in ancient days by emperor and clown. Perhaps the selfsame song that found a path through the sad heart of Ruth. When sick for home, she stood in tears amid the alien corn. The same that oft times hath charmed magic casements, opening on the foam of perilous seas in fairy lands forlorn. Forlorn, the very word is like a bell to toil me back from thee to my sole self. Adieu, the fancy cannot cheat so well as she is famed to do, deceiving elf. Adieu, adieu, thy plaintive anthem fades past the near meadows, over the still stream, up the hillside, and now tis buried deep in the next valley glades. Was it a vision or a waking dream? Fled is that music. Do I wake or sleep? End of poem. This recording is in the public domain. Ode on a Grecian Urn by John Keats Read for LibriVox.org Thou still unravished bride of quietness, Thou foster-child of silence, 
and slow time. Sylvan historian, who canst thus express a flowery tale more sweetly than our rhyme. What leaf-fringed legend haunts about thy shape of deities or mortals or of both in Tempe or the dales of Arcady? What men or gods are these? What maidens loath? What mad pursuit? What struggle to escape? What pipes and timbrels? What wild ecstasy? Heard melodies are sweet, but those unheard are sweeter. Therefore, ye soft pipes, play on, not to the sensual ear, but more endeared, Pipe to the spirit, ditties of no tone. Fair youth, beneath the trees, Thou canst not leave thy song, Nor ever can those trees be bare. Bold lover, never, never canst thou kiss, Though winning near the goal. Yet do not grieve, she cannot fade, Though thou hast not thy bliss. Forever wilt thou love, and she be fair. Ah, happy, happy boughs, That cannot shed your leaves, Nor ever bid the spring adieu, And happy melodist unwearied, Forever piping songs, forever new. More happy love, more happy, happy love, Forever warm and still to be enjoyed, Forever panting and forever young, All breathing human passion far above, That leaves a heart high sorrowful and cloyed, A burning forehead and a parching tongue. Who are these coming to the sacrifice? To what green altar, O mysterious priest, Leadst thou that heifer lowing at the skies? And all her silken flanks with garlands dressed. What little town by river or seashore, Or mountain built with peaceful citadel, Is emptied of this folk, this pious morn? And, little town, thy streets forevermore Will silent be, and not a soul to tell Why thou art desolate, can e'er return. O Attic shape! Fair attitude, with breed of marble men and maidens overwrought, with forest branches and the trodden weed. Thou, silent form, dost tease us out of thought, as doth eternity. Cold pastoral, when old age shall this generation waste, thou shalt remain in midst of other woe than ours, a friend to man, to whom thou sayst, Beauty is truth, truth, beauty, that is all ye know on earth, and all ye need to know. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain. Ode to Autumn by John Keats Read for LibriVox.org by Mary Anderson Season of mists and mellow fruitfulness Close bosom friend of the maturing sun 
conspiring with him how to load and bless with fruit the vines that round the thatch eaves run to bend with apples the mossed cottage trees and fill all fruit with ripeness to the core to swell the gourd and plump the hazel shells with a sweet kernel to set budding more and still more later flowers for the bees until they think warm days will never cease for summer has o'erbrimmed their clammy cells who hath not seen thee oft amid thy store sometimes whoever seeks abroad may find thee sitting careless on a granary floor thy hair soft lifted by the winnowing wind or on a half-reaped furrow sound asleep drowsed with the fume of poppies while thy hook spares the next swath and all its twined flowers and sometimes like a gleaner thou dost keep steady thy laden head across a brook or by a cider press with patient look thou watchest the last oozings hours by hours where are the songs of spring ay where are they think not of them thou hast thy music too while barred clouds bloom the soft dying day and touch the stubble plains with rosy hue then in a wailful choir the small gnats mourn among the river sallows borne aloft or sinking as the light wind lives or dies and full-grown lambs loud bleat from hilly bourn hedge crickets sing and now with treble soft the red breast whistles from a garden croft and gathering swallows twitter in the skies end of poem this recording is in the public domain Ode to Psychic by John Kiss Read for Rivivostar.org by Bibin Chen March 2008 In Hong Kong O goddess, hear these tuneless numbers Rung by sweet enforcement and remembrance dear And pardon that thy secrets should be sung Even into thy old thought cost ear Surely I jump today or did I see the winged psyche with awakened eyes? I wander in a forest thoughtlessly, and on the sudden, fainting with surprise, saw two fair creatures couched side by side in deepest grass beneath the whispering roof of leaves and tremble blossoms, where that rung a break it, scarce espied. Mick hushed. Corrutic flowers, fragrant-eyed, blue, silver-white, and barbarian. They lay calm breathing on the bedded grass, their arms embraced, and their pinions too. Their lips touched not, but had not bade you. As you destroyed by soft-handed slumber, and ready still past cases to outnumber, a tender idol of Aurelian love. The winging boy I knew, but who was thou? 
Oh, happy, happy dove, his psychic cheer. Oh, latest born and loveliest vision far of all Olympus' fading hierarchy, fairer than Phoebe's sapphire radiant star, or oh, vesper, amorous grew warm of the sky, fairer than this, though temple thou hast none, no altar heap with flowers. No virgin choir to make delicious moan upon the midnight hours. No voice, no root, no pipe, no incense be from Chengshuang censer teeming. No thrive, no grove, no oracle, no heat of pale mouth prophet dreaming. O oh, brightest, though too late for empty boughs, too too late for the far living lyre. When holy with the haunted forest boughs, holy the air, the water, and the fire. Yet even in these days, so far retired from happy parties, thy rosen fangs, fluttering among the faint Olympians, I see, and sing by my own eyes inspired. So let me be thy choir, and make a moan upon the midnight hours. Thy voice, thy root, thy pipe, thy incensory from singing censer teeming, thy shrine, thy grove, thy oracle, thy heat of pale mouth perfect dreaming. Yes, I'll be thy priest, and be a fang in some unchosen region of my mind, where branched thoughts new grown with present pain. Instead of pine, shall murmur in the wind. Far, far out shall these dark crusted trees fetch the white-ridged mountains step by step, and there by zephyrs, streams, and birds and bees, the mossling dryers should be loud to sleep. And in the midst of the white quietness, a rosy century where I dress. With the wheat cherries of a working brain, with bars and bears and stars without a name, with all the gardener fancy ye could fan, who breeding flowers will never breathe the same, and there should be for thee all soft delight, the sharing thought can win, a bright torch, and a casement open nigh. To let the warm love in. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.